0: a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Great ball for Kane. Can he finish? Yes, he!
1: There's a bit hit, deflection, in the
2: post, Lennon, 4-4, four, four. unbelievable. Oh, what a goal,
1: it's Danny Rose on his Premier League debut with a memorable strike. Oh, and it's gone in, and Kapoor has put
0: Tottenham in front. It's Arsenal 2, Tottenham Hotspur 3, can you believe it? Welcome back to The Last Word on Spurs. As you should know by now, you can follow us across a range of different social media platforms. We are on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. You can also find us on Facebook and also not forgetting Instagram. As you should also be aware by now, guys, you should also be able to hear the show across a variety of different audio platforms. They include Audio Boom, iTunes and Acast. On tonight's Last Word on Spurs, we'll be looking ahead to the huge North London derby to come this weekend and we'll also be doing a very brief season review so far so let's introduce the guests for tonight i'm pleased to say back on the show we've got vas coney vas how are you
1: oh good thanks ricky glad to be back with you phyllis
0: oh i'm glad to be back on the show vas we've got jason back with us here jace how are you
2: oh well and good mate and already looking forward to that that bit of a bit of a bash on saturday evening
0: I agree. Certainly well, lunchtime. Well, yeah, what a game it's going to be in store. We're going to come on to it very, very soon, guys. And finally, last but not least, we've got a debutant on the show. We've got Frankie Major, a huge Spurs man, joining us. Frankie, how are you?
2: Very well. Thank you for having me on.
0: Oh, no, pleasure, Frankie. Pleasure. that's tell you what, Frankie, give us a bit of your background then on yourself. Huge Spurs fan. What attracted you to support Spurs when you were young?
2: Well, it was, it was really my uncle um, and my cousin. They were Tottenham fans. And... You know, at a very young age, I think my first game was going back to 1991. Gary Lineker, Gazza, had just left, or, or was injured at the time, rather. Or Sorry, that was his last season. But that sort of era, mm. um, that really was the first sort of time that I got into Spurs. And I just, like the rest of us, got addicted to going to Wild Lane every Saturday. And unfortunately, until probably Martin Yarl arrived, it was, it was a lot more pain and joy. But, um, yeah... Um, Absolutely love it, and I'll obviously dedicate a lot of my time, like you guys do, to watching Spurs and following them wherever they may be. So yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's funny you say that, Frankie. I mean, in terms of the, f- the foundations being laid by Martin Yell, we done a podcast recently, Jace, didn't we, with Martin Lipton? And that that's a great listen out there in terms of just seeing the rise of where Spurs have come. A really good podcast, that Jase, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it was good to have him on and you certainly felt his passion across the uh, across the airwaves, didn't we? And, and the good thing was the, uh, the little bit of chat at the end with his red top hat on saying, you know, <laughs> definitely only one player will be leaving and we don't have to believe all his, his own newspaper reports that Dyer and, and Kane and Ali and, and X, Y and Z will all be off in the summer. So we'll hold him to that, shall we?
0: But right, so tell you what, let's start with you. 11 games in, third in the Premier League, two places and two points more. Then this time last season, top of the Champions League group, but out of the Carabao Cup. Are you very happy, Vass, with the start of the season so far?
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, if somebody had um, offered us that at the start of the season, uh, at this point, we probably would have took it. Of course, the Carabao Cup exit was uh, a disappointment. Uh, I think players just took their foot off the pedal at half-time, uh, un- unexplainably, really. But, um, you know, you're topping a, a Champions League group with Real Madrid and Borussia Dortmund and probably had one of our best European nights ever uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, fantastic. And in the league, like you just said, we've got more points than we had at this stage last year. It's just a shame that there always seems to be one team that we're trying to chase down. But, yeah, happy overall. Can't can't really complain with things.
0: Yeah, it's funny you say that, isn't it, Vass? It's always the way that it always seems to be that one team already starting to get away from us. Frank, and we'll ask the same question to you. I mean, City have started, you know, so, so well. But have you been impressed by Spurs' start of the season overall?
2: Uh, I have in general. Um, I think the disappointing point in thing... Is the home games against Swansea and Burnley, mm. Swansea and Burnley? I think they were very disappointing. I mean, obviously the Chelsea game was, but the games against your Chelseas and your Manchester United, you expect, you know, a tight game that you know potentially could go either way. But um, yeah, in the league, I felt that you know those two games really. If you look where we are now, um, the gap between us and City, I think they would have really helped us maintain a, a credible, you know, title challenge. Really, even at this early stage. Um, unfortunately I do think City will blow us you know, blow everybody out of the water really. I think they're pulling away, I think they'll continue to pull away. Uh, um that aside, I agree the European campaign so far has been unbelievable. Um it's been exceptional, we've played out of our skin. But yeah, um, you know, you can't grab the, the, the league position at the moment, second place with the move to Wembley at this stage. Um you take it if you're offered it at the beginning of the season. Um and this was always good it be a tricky year with Wembley um, for, for us, you know, in our home games. Um, so, yeah, a, c- a couple of disappointing results in there. Probably is always going to be the way. But on the whole, you know, you can't be dissatisfied. I mean, a- again, the Champions League has been something that certainly surprised me. I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I thought we'd we'd struggle to get through this group. Um, and we've made completely and utterly light work of it. So, yeah, lots and lots of positives to take. Um, and again, yeah, I think moving forward, we're, we're in a good position as a squad. And, you know, with, with the coaching staff we've got as well.
0: Yeah, I don't. Think I'm going to disagree with that. I mean, Jace, come over to you. Frankie there mentions I mean, the Champions League campaign itself. I mean, many labelled the group a group of death. You know, we're topping it. We're automatically qualified. I mean, you've got to say, Jace, on that alone, we've we've been brilliant, haven't we, this season?
2: Well, that's been the the real bonus, has not it? I mean, those two two Madrid nights, as, as we've touched on in the past, just just amazing nights. I think you know the, the draw out there was was almost as good a result as the the home win because I don't think anyone really expected us to go out there and, and, and pick up anything so that was a fantastic night and then that, that brilliant one last week but you know we, we've made big improvements I think in that Champions League group this year and I think Pochettino has made a lot of improvements himself you know last year he was seen as as a little bit naive a little bit uh, one pace Champions League you know we had one system of playing, and that was it but you know we saw with the with, with playing deep against Dortmund and trying to play on the break then taking two strikers to madrid you know he's he switched things up this year and and that's to his credit so i think he's learned from last year's disappointment and and has made the changes that he had to and and he's given that the, the side that belief and i think we've we've done that more or less through the through the season anyway i think you know whilst we've struggled at home i think the club just seems to have have bitten on to the belief that there's a lot more expected of us nowadays you know we've had some some sluggish starts of the season the past two years and got going a little bit too late. But this year, you know, with the four away wins, we've shown we're, we're a little bit more up for it at even earlier stage this season. As, as you say, that shows with the fact that we've already got more points from the league than we have at this stage last year as well.
0: You disappointed, Jace, about the Caribou Cup. I mean, I know you've been one in the past. Hey, look, it's an experience for the kids as well. I mean, it's one of those competitions that people may argue, Jace, it was, you know, the winnable cup for Spurs. Does that tint the start of the season, or we got to go over that now?
2: it hasn't really tinted it I think you know the disappointment if we'd have got beat 2-0 at West Brom I don't think anyone would have been that fussed about it it was the fact that it was a London derby against against the, the you know the dildo side if you like and um, we were 2-0 up and in total control so I think that's why it felt even even worse on the night but as I say I think if we'd have gone out to West Brom or Southampton or Palace or something then no one really would have batted an eyelid I think we just know that it, it, we can't we can't do all four competitions and, and something has to give.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? I mean, we've been over it. I think that's so how we've got to move on from it. I mean, Vass, bring it round to you. I mean, what do you think, Vass, we've managed to do this season in terms of improvements that on top of last season we've made? What would you put it down to, Vass? Because it is more of a stronger start. What do you think we've done this season different to last?
1: We're getting something out of Musa Shihoko. <laughs> 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 no, no it's, it's just all what um, <clears throat> well, Jace touched on a little while ago in as far as uh, I think Pochettino has is, is sort of prepared the squad somewhat especially for the camp- Champions League uh, campaign a lot better um, I don't know reading Gillian Balagay's book at the moment and you could see how those Champions League performances hurt him last season and he was kind of baffled as to why we were underperforming so much, but he seems to have got that aspect right. And I think it's just that we're gradually getting more depth in the squad. I know we've got some injuries at the minute, but everybody was looking at our bench against Real Madrid mm, uh, point, yeah. the other Wednesday and, and sort of t- looking around and saying, well, look, you know, we've got a decent bench for once and we've got a, our squad's not as bad as everybody thinks. So... I think there's been gradual, incremental progress and it's just uh, starting to bear more fruit now.
0: Yeah, I got to agree. You look at that bench now in comparison to 12 months ago, it's like chalk and cheese. I mean, Frankie, bring it around to you. How many more improvements do you think, Frank, we need to make in terms of catch City? I mean, you made a great point. Listen, no one can get away from it. They are, at the moment, I would agree with you that they're running away with it. What do we have to do, Frank, to get closer to them?
2: Uh, I think we're going to obviously rely on them to slip up. That's, that's a, a massive factor, but... I agree with the boys in what they've just said. I think has grown as a manager so much in his uh, adaptation to, to tactics and systems. I think we could probably play three or four systems now mm. and the players would all be comfortable. Um, squad depth has added to it. So I think further down the stretch, I think we'll be in a better position this season because we've got a better squad and we've got more players than we had, uh, you know, in key positions, quality in those positions as well. Um, but the main thing I think that Pochettino's changed and this should stand us in good stead in, in our hunt to, to obviously try and chase City down, His belief, and if you read all of his early interviews when he came to the club and a lot about what he says, it's all to do with the belief and getting the players to believe and the fans and the whole club as a whole, all pulling together to believe that we should be a top club and we can be a top club and we are. Mm. Um, And I think now, I mean, the expectancy on Spurs is that we are a top four club established. You speak to anybody, they think Arsenal will fall out or Liverpool. It's never Spurs. That, that's nice. never been the case in my lifetime. So, he's managed to establish as a, a top, top side and I think to, to, to actually hunt down City, as well as obviously relying on maybe a couple of injuries and slip-ups from, from them because, they, you know, someone like Kevin De Bruyne, if he gets injured, then that, that's huge. But I think, again, just believed to, to to keep going. Um, the away record, again, the improvements with the away record will stand us in good stead and I think it will literally just have to be more of the same, the belief uh, um, very disappointed, in Old Trafford. I'm not going to lie. Um, I feel that was yeah. the game that was there for the taking, and mm. I, I think you know it was quite a subdued performance. Um, I, I don't know quite what happened there, but moving forward, the, the two massive factors will be belief and that the games away to the other top top six sides. Um, I think those games are key, and that I, I think I read a, a stat: is it Man City is the only club that we've beaten away in the last five years or something out of the top six clubs. Top
0: um,
2: I think that, that for me, is key. We've got to get a result on Saturday, a positive one, um, and picking up points against the other clubs around us. Um, I think if we continue to do that like we did with Liverpool, um, again, that can only help us with our progression and obviously the title challenge. So, yeah.
0: Yep. Great points there by Frank. I mean, come around to you, Jace. he makes a great point there, Frankie, about the away record. Now, there was a stat, we haven't really mentioned it on this show too much, about... Pochettino against the top six teams away from home. Now, Jase, I'm expecting you to come back and say, well, look at Guardiola's record, look at Wenger's record. None of them have great performances away from home. Is that a, a mark of where we need to improve, Jace? do you think, on the road against the very top sides to, you know, have a bit more belief going to these places, thinking we can go there and win?
2: Yeah, I think you just need to, to top. You just need to pick up one win each season because it's surprising, you know, when people have a go at our away record. I think, you know, Arsenal have only won one away game in the last four years against them, and I think the two Manchester clubs have only won four. So that's an average of one a season over the in, in Pochettino's time. So an away record when you it looks all for one paper when you see one winning sixteen, but the best of the other records is four wins in sixteen. So you know, nobody really goes and dominates those games. But what they what the other clubs tend to do, Chelsea and the two Manchester clubs and Liverpool, they pick up one win... season and they're competitive in two or three of the other games and um, you know when Potatino came there let's be fair our record to those clubs was, was horrendous wasn't it we have we can now go to these places and we've gone to yeah. Arsenal. We haven't lost there for what? We haven't lost there under Pochettino. I think it's five, five um, four years we haven't yeah, lost And, you know, yeah. Manchester City, we've got a win and a draw. You know, we got, even got a draw there last year. So we have started to go to, to those big games and be competitive in them. The next stage is to turn one or two of those draws, as I say, into that into that win. And hopefully, you know, there's no better place to start than on, uh, than on Saturday. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, Jace, looking back at October very quickly, I mean, it looked a tough month, didn't it, going into it? Two games against Madrid and the big league games against the top six rivals, Liverpool and Man United, and the London derbies crammed in with West Ham in the Cup and Palace in the league. I mean, considering, Jace, the injuries we've had to contend with, can we be happy overall from our return points from October?
2: I think you have to be. I mean, you know, the two games against Madrid, I, I thought we'd lose them both. Didn't you? No, I said at the time, yeah. to me, they'd have best club in the world and I thought we'd get beat and I I feared the one in Madrid might get ugly in a sense we could get beat by two or three out there so to to pick up four points from those and then also have the bonus of Dortmund dropping points so that we've come out of the the Champions League group in in fantastic stage Uh, and then to, to beat Liverpool who'd been a bit of a bogey side for us under Pochettino, hadn't they, was it? No wins in six or seven against Liverpool for him, so to to beat them 4-1 straight on the top of that Madrid away game, I mean, that was a a brilliant week for us, and it was just the the Man United game that was the the disappointment it wasn't just a disappointing result, it was a a really flat, disappointing performance, And, and that's the one place we have got to sort ourselves away from home, but then, you know, we came back we got that win against Palace, All right. it wasn't wasn't pretty but it was so important to pick up those three points and you know somehow we found a way and, and that, that's a good sign if you can you know they all say don't they the sign of good teams is that you win when you're not at your best and other teams get credit for doing it and sometimes we just get called oh Spurs got lucky but you know when Manchester United do that everyone praises them for it so no it, it was a was a far better month than I thought it, we, we could have easily been sitting there with 40 feet in October that's for sure. sure. Yeah. as well as the West Ham games. So, you know, it was a good month, that's for sure. Yeah. And, it, and particularly with the, the injuries, as you say, we had mm. key players missing. You know, I don't think we ever picked once from a full side in that lot. So, no, the, the players that came in did well and it's been a good month.
0: Yeah, I mean, coming to you, Vass, similar question to you. I mean, it's been a physically demanding month, hasn't it? Because of, like Jay says there, the injuries and because of the, the games and the very little turnaround, Vass, has been kind of games back to back. Are you quite happy with the uh, points return for that period?
1: Yeah, I think so. And as the boys have said, I think the only disappointing performance was the Man U game at um, Old Trafford, which ended up being a bit of a mirror performance of the previous two seasons—pretty uh, even, dull games, which we lost one nil. So that was the third time in a row that had happened up there. Um, but overall, no, I think um, I think the performances and the, and the points that we've picked up in October have been fine. Yes, we've had injuries, but I sort of recall this time last season, uh, Toby was out again, Kane was out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kane was out. Uh, Lamella was out. You know, Daniel Rose was just about to, to get injured again. So we sort of um, rode through it last season. But I think this season we may be a little bit better equipped. Um, and we're coping OK. So I think October's good. Let's hope November... Uh, follow similar suit.
2: I think as well last year, Vass, we had that run, did where we had 10 games without a win? Yeah.
1: So we, yeah. I think we had a lot only of draws of them in that. or something like that. Yeah, it was I about six draws. Yeah, a lot well, of I think, You know,
2: the Champions League results kind of affected the confidence of the side, and we was coming back from some. You know that awful defeat to Leverkusen and a battering at Monaco. Even though the scoreline yeah. didn't show it as a battering, and you're right, we had a few injuries and we were struggling to get any rhythm. Whereas, you know, this year we've we've picked up points and and taken the confidence from those Champions
1: League games. Yeah, I think we're a bit more sort of um, resilient now. And, and I think I think Frank touched on it earlier about um, our squad and the way it can adapt. And we've got players now that can play in multiple positions and. I mean, you saw against um, Real Madrid, uh, Toby went off quite early. He just moved Dyer into the defence, brought Sissoko on. A little bit of a reshuffle, and we just picked up where we left off and carried on going. And, uh, and that's Not many other clubs see. can do
2: that. Not many other clubs no, can do no. that. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, Frank, let's bring it over to you then. How have you felt about October, Frank? Because I mean, I'll probably argue that. Listen, a fit Harry Kane going to Old Trafford, he gets... That chance of Ali one and one, you'd probably argue Kane puts that away and it's a completely different game frame.
2: Agreed. I think Ali this time last season puts that away. I think he's yeah. had a very stop start start to the season. I think he's coming coming of age this season game has obviously been a Madrid game. He looks sharp and at it mm. and very good performance. But as a whole, I think you've got to be happy. I mean, Jace touched upon it. I mean, you know, we had a lot of draws this time last year, and that mm. game against Crystal Palace Taking into account the intensity of some of the games we'd had in the prior couple of weeks, we'd had a very busy schedule, but the Liverpool game, obviously the Champions League games, the players, although they're fit athletes and all the rest of it, they're not robots. The game against Palace, it was a flat performance. Again, we have got a few injuries, but it's the sort of game, I know it's a cliche saying, not but it awkward, is the yeah. sort of game we would have drawn uh, a year or two, or even the season before and last season, we would have drawn that game against Palace. Um, you know, we, we rode it out, we stayed professional, we got the result. And in some cases, particularly as that game was, it's, it's important to get the result. But the month on a whole, I think it's been you know, positive. One game I'm very disappointed in was, was the West Ham game. Mm. Um, but let's be honest with you, obviously I'd love to win a cup, but it is the bottom of the priority list. So you, you look outside of those games, and yeah, some good performances. Uh, good to see the team growing. Good to see Harry Kane putting the shifts he's been putting in and people finally waking up and realising he is a world-class striker and he can do it on the big stage. And... We should use it as a platform now and take confidence from the Champions League group and how it's gone. Use that as a platform to take into these games. I think Man United have got City and Arsenal in the coming weeks. Um, we've got a couple after Arsenal. We've got a. I know the Premier League's unforgiving, but we have got a nicer run than some of the other top teams. So hopefully November can be our month to to, to you know put put a good sort of set of wins together. Um, and hope that these other teams who play each other slip up and, and we can take advantage of that. So, yeah, I'm sure the squad will be hoping to use the, the platform of October to, to move into the winter and, you know, busy schedule, lots of big games coming up, but take the momentum and, and continue to perform well and and see where it takes us.
0: Frank, you mentioned a point there about the the Palace game. Now, that kind of game there, you say that a cliche, you know, Tottenham teams in the past may not have got the result, especially, Frank, when you consider... This whole Wembley vibe. Now, it seems to have settled down recently. That's probably the Real Madrid, the Dortmund results, the Liverpool. How have you found, Frank, overall now that we're adapting to Wembley? Is that kind of do a thing of the past now? I mean, I think this season the record there is played nine, five, drawn two, lost two. I mean, it doesn't kind of stack up to being a massive, massive issue. Do you think we're slowly coming to terms with it now, Frank?
2: I think I have to. I think that, you know, these are professional players. They're all good players. We've got some really quality, you know, players in that squad. And as professionals, you do adapt. And, and it's like anywhere, really, in any walk of life as well. You get more used to something. You're more comfortable in playing there. And I think before it was an issue. I think maybe the players were a little bit overawed. I'm not sure what the case was. I, I couldn't answer that question. No, yeah, but we've certainly, certainly, we're performing better this season. Uh, again, the teams that sort of come to camp and sit and, and you know, frustrate us, we do struggle. Um I know we're nicking results, but we do tend to struggle against those sides. But the bigger teams come in, like the you, Dortmunds and the Madrids who come at us, it's a big pitch. We, we utilise the space and we can punish them. But, um, yeah, I think we can't use the hoodoo excuse anymore because even the games I've just mentioned, the tight games where teams are sort of sitting 10 men behind the ball, we have got some good results. You know, Bournemouth was another game we nicked, nicked the game. But I'm hoping as, as the season progresses it can become more and more like home and, and you know, the players can adapt. Um and put, continue to put in some good performances. I mean, obviously the Chelsea game was, was unlucky.
0: Yeah, um, we went for the wind, didn't we? Frank? West, I mean, really, we really could have was, argued we should have maybe have sat there and took the point, but we gambled, as uh, Potts teams do like to do.
2: Well, and of course. And Victor Yammer he clearly wasn't fit. I mean, obviously he cost us the goal in the end. I, I know made the made a mistake, but that's where the ball—that's where the ball got nicked mm. off him, mm. um, and it, it was very, very unlucky. So that aside, which was very unlucky, there's one loss, which is the West Ham. It's the League Cup. We'll get over it. I know the manner, and you know it was touched upon earlier. The manner in which we lost was was pretty shocking, but we'll get over that. Um, but yeah, if you take into account the only loss there is the Chelsea game, which was very unlucky, then it, we are we're getting better there. Um, and as the season progresses, I don't see why we won't continue to get better. Um, it's never going to be White Hart Lane. I think the players have got over that, um, and I think now moving forward that they're, they're a lot more comfortable there, and, uh, and that's showing with the results we're getting.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, let's bring it round to you then, Vass. So, looking at the Premier League alone at the moment, we face eight games between now and the Christmas programme. West Brom, Stoke, Brighton at home, Arsenal, who will approve very uh, a bit later. We've got Leicester, Watford, and the big one at Man City and Burnley away. Realistically, Vass, if I'm going to ask you at the moment, um, away from the eye-catching of Arsenal and City fixtures, which of the other games there are the biggest dangers for us, do you think, Vass?
1: I think, well, Burnley are doing quite well, aren't they? (laughs) They're they're sixth. Are they sixth at the moment or something like that? They're above Arsenal.
0: No surprise there. Are they really? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, Listen, Watford are doing well. Where are we playing, Watford? Home or away? Um, Uh, We are
0: playing. Away. Watford away, yeah.
1: We're away. away. The we are away. Yeah, away. yeah. so they, they've been doing <laughs> well as well. I mean, it's, it's cliche, I know, but there are no easy games. And I think it's about building moment, momentum. So uh, this Saturday, if we beat Arsenal, which hopefully we will do, I'm sure that will, that will give the players and the squad a lot of confidence going forward. And that will just take it into the next game. And I think as you build momentum... Performances uh, follow, and it it just you know, and so did the results. So I think that's all we can hope for, really. I don't know if you can sort of look at these games in isolation for the whole month from now. You have just got to lead into them somewhat, and, and and hopefully we'll get the results that we we want.
0: It's difficult, isn't it? I mean, Jace come over to you. These these, fi- these fixtures here. I mean, like Bass is there, none of them are easy on paper, and it's some of these Jace, the small teams. You have to watch out for because complacency does come into it at times.
2: Well, I think the, the three home games are the key ones because, you know, when you look at it, Swansea, Burnley, Bournemouth, Palace, it's mm. just, you know, was it two goals in four? Or three goals in the four games, isn't it? Um, to think, you put put those four teams together and say we'll only score three and then say we'll put three past Real Madrid and four past Liverpool, it, it just shows you, doesn't it? So I think, you know, we've certainly got up our... Uh, goal ratio in those games Because if we only score one against West Brom One against Stoke and one against Brighton I guarantee you we won't win all three games Because one of those will nick a goal From a set piece or something So they're, they're the danger games and, we, and somehow we've got to find a way To to uh, to boost our goal tally A little bit against those sides I know they'll all sit deep But they all sat deep at Tottenham last year yeah, yeah. And um, you know West Brom we battered by four And Stoke we battered by. In fact we battered them both by half time didn't we <laughs> and, and Brighton are obviously. We had a very good goal difference size. last season, we did, didn't I mean, we? Exactly. A good goal yeah, difference.
0: very good goal difference. I, I mean, that's the only but, argument you can say, yeah, great goal difference last
2: season. You know, we kind of struck our rhythm, didn't we, after Christmas, because we, we had struggled at home and until that Swansea game where we put five past them. But before that, you know, we drew with Leicester and, and I think we drew with Everton last year at home yes. and things like that, didn't we? So,
1: you know, it's it a uh, similar pattern to this season, though, it Josh, was, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: it was. And you, you think with the the pitch at Wembley being bigger, it should help us stretch teams. And, you, th- you know, I don't mind a team that parks the bus because you think, you know, it gives our clever players, I Ali, Ericsson and that. They should get them more down. time on the ball, aren't mm. they? If they get more time on the ball and you give good players the ball, you know, for 75 minutes, eventually you think they'll they'll find a way through. So, you know, we've, we've seen we can create chances against the bigger size and it's just, it's just getting that early goal sometimes, isn't it, against the smaller size that that you can say, right, now Now you've got to change your game plan. And maybe just also improve your set pieces. I hate thinking about set pieces as a way to score, but we shouldn't. it shouldn't be above us to think, right, if we can improve our corners and free kick, and you score from a set piece early, then, you know, it still has the same effects. It brings them out. So, you know, those three home games are the danger ones for me.
0: Mm. I feel like, Jason, with the set pieces, we've been saying that for about five, ten years. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But then, to be fair, when the stats do come up, it doesn't seem many teams have such a great, you know, better ratio than us. So it's a strange one. Well, I mean, it'd be nice
2: to see Ericsson put a free yeah. kick in a top corner or something I mean, like that's, that, wouldn't it? That's maybe you sure. save
0: one for Saturday, Jay. So let's so, hope so. Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> Frankie, bringing it around to you. So going into Christmas, we've played 18 games. I mean, in the past two seasons, after 18 games, we were six points behind Leicester and 10 points behind Chelsea. So realistically, Frankie, we've had a chat about City already. How close do we need to be to them, Frank, to be really kind of considering still in this potential title race, in your opinion?
2: In, the, in Going into the new year, mm-hmm. um, I think if the gap's the same, if we're looking at an eight-point gap, I think it's too much. And I know it's only January and there's still lots of games to be played. Mm-hmm. But we do need to close that gap and it will give them more confidence. Um, it may be, you know, the team's chasing. If you keep a lead and you go for a, a huge sort of run of games... And at the end of that run of games where you're exhausted and, and mentally exhausted, you look at the table mm. and there's been no progress made and you're still exactly where you were. It must be a little bit deflating and you must think, "Bloody, oh, you know, we're not going to catch these. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, we do, we do have to get closer. We've got a big game with, coming up with them early December, which is huge. Um, and I think, you know, up until that moment, Jace is right, we can't afford to drop points um, against particularly the lesser teams. We, we should be sort of making those games <clears throat> count a bit more. With, with the goals that we're scoring but yeah we do we have to be within I would say you know the five to six points gap going into the new year would, would give us greater confidence so yeah we do have to, to try and work on cutting this lead down because ultimately if we slip up and see don't, the gap's only going to get bigger and it's only going to get harder so I think we, we do we need to close the gap you know, uh, make it a bit tighter going into the new year to to give us and the, the players confidence of of catching them, and also to to remind City that we're still there. Um, because as a team being chased, if the team is, you know, getting closer and closer, obviously again that must weigh on on, on what they're doing and, and have an impact on them. So, in a nutshell, yeah, we do. We've got to get this gap down. We've got to close the gap, and, and hope other results go our way as well. So yeah, we we bit of
0: Do you think we go to that Man City fixture? That's away from home. But do we have to go there with the vision of going to win it rather than just saying, look, take a point, it's a great result? Because ultimately, you say that about the gap. I mean, that's going to be an opportunity there to trim it, Frank, one way or another.
2: Yeah, I mean, tactically, Potch has got to get sparked on mm-hmm. that day because I, yeah. I tend to think a team like City, if you sit off them and try and meet them on the counter-attack, then they'll still destroy you. Um, I think they can be got at the back. I know that, obviously, the, the, these are the improvements he's made to Otter Mendy and John Stones this season. But let's be honest, you know, if you're putting those two types under pressure, I think it was a Liverpool game this season until Manor got sent off. to mm. Mendy was all at sea. Yeah. Solarsha should have scored. And, and I think that's where they're vulnerable. So, yeah, I think going to that game, obviously at the time, if the gaps... Depends what the gap is. But if we're still looking at a sort of eight-point gap and, and we're playing them, he's got to go for the juggernaut and, and we've got to get a result. Um, So that a lot of that would depend on where we are at the time because I think how many league games have we got before the City game? We've got five or six.
0: Mm, yeah.
2: Um, so, yeah, depending on where we are at the time, I think, yeah, we've got to have the right attitude going into that game and get a result either way. Um, I think we were quite lucky there last season um, to get a draw, if you remember.
0: No, um, yeah, we, we were awful, wasn't we, that day?
2: I mean, let's be honest, Sonny bowed us out. Yeah, we were awful. Yeah. So, so I'm pretty sure we can't be that bad, as bad as we were again. And, um, yeah, a bit circumstantial, that one, because, again, it depends on how close or how far we are from them. But, um, yeah, the attitude should be to win and, and maybe put out a statement. Um I mean, has anyone come close to beating City this season yet, really? Um, I think Everton.
0: Everton game was
2: scared, didn't We're like, pretty close. Yeah. Game was so. But why not? I mean, you look at the, the players 11 for 11. I think that we can match them. I think we've got equal talent in our squad. I know they've got obviously greater depth than us. But on our day, if everyone that we need to be fit is fit, um, I think we can beat anyone on our day. Um, and that's not me being biased. I think that's a fact. So, yeah, we'll see.
0: We'll see indeed. Vass, I want to come round to you. So just back to the Champions League group for a second. Uh, regardless of this Dortmund result, Vas, a win against Apoel will see us top the group. So the likely runners-up at the moment, from what I can see, would be Basel, CSK, Bayern Munich, Juventus, Seville, Spartak, Moscow, Shakhtar, Donetsk, Porto and Red Bull, Leipzig. Out of those, Vas, who would you be hoping we would meet in the next round of the competition? And how far, Vas, realistically, do you think Spurs could go in the Champions League?
1: Who Sorry. would I hope it's for? A bit of I don't thing. know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I don't know. Maybe somebody like Basel would be nice. I don't want to get um, too bogged down with one of the big teams uh, uh, so soon. I mean, it would be
0: tough, yes. It?
1: Yep. Yeah. So soon in the, in the last sixteen, uh, getting to the quarters and then anything can happen, really. Um, and I'm probably talking through my lily white tinted specs, but you know, <laughs> why not go all the bloody way? You know, you just you just don't know. We I, I think we've got a better team or squad right now than Liverpool had when they won it last with Gerrard. Yeah. And some of the clowns they had playing in defence <laughs> back then. It's all right. yeah, it's all right, yeah, yeah
0: There you go. <laughs> um,
1: so, if you look at it from that point of view, then, well, if, if Liverpool were good enough to win it then, well, why can't Spurs Uh, do it now but to be sort of more realistic if we can get to the semis i think it'd be a massive statement of intent so that that's what i'm looking for uh from from this side at the moment
0: yeah i mean you just think mentally as well that would make the side as well so much stronger i mean we talk about you know going away from home and you know trying to get results against the big teams to go far in the champions league for this young squad as well you can only assume hopefully it will make them feel so much, you know, that they are progressing as a team. You know, it's great getting the results away from the top six. I mean, Jace coming around to you, but for you, Jace, how do you see this Champions League campaign? Is it more of a learning curve than realistically looking to win it? I th-
2: yeah, I think you know, blimey, I don't think too many of us, let's be fair, would have no, would have yeah, picked us as winners no, no. at the start of it. I think that the key things when you get to the later rounds that we have to learn from is that you have to go away and get a, a decent result in. The away leg, and you have to keep clean sheets at home. And perhaps you know the one disappointment. I think you know Dortmund scored against us, and um, Real Madrid still scored at Wembley. So you get to that latter stages where away goals counts. Then you've got to start keeping clean sheets at home, and um, and you've got to start winning your away games, or certainly getting you know go, go and get a draw away from home, and then then keep a clean sheet and win it one nil at home. And, you know, we almost did that, didn't we, last time with AC Milan, whereas we went out there and won yep. and then still kept mm-hmm. the clean sheet at home. And, and that's what took us to the next round. And that's what you've got to do in that knockout stage. So I think, you know, when I looked at the, the, the potential runners, isn't it amazing that we, after four games of the group of death, we're already looking at who it's we're crazy. getting in the next round. I mean, insane, yeah. astonishing. But that, that Porto <laughs> Red Bull group would probably be the suit. But then, you know... What the hell? Let's, let's, let's knock one of the big boys out. Let's take Bayern Munich. They're not exactly flowing <laughs> on all uh, no, going this no, <laughs> year. Uh, would, would it be nice to uh, send a little message down the road that oh, that's be? how you handle Bayern Munich in the Champions League? <laughs> <by under-16. laughs> so um, I think Juve, Juve would be the one that I wouldn't want probably no. at that stage. But so other than that, it? yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Shaktar's never an easy trip away. But a lot of those, don't forget, are coming off um, winter breaks in that first leg as well. So, uh, that you know, if you could, you can could get the right draw, you, you're meeting them when they've, they've hardly played for a month or so. It's easy to get excited, isn't it, James? Oh,
1: It's easier to get excited after that Real Madrid. Uh, sorry to yeah, let's, about, let's take Bayern Munich.
2: But,
0: you know, Bayern Munich,
2: uh, <clears throat> Barcelona in the quarters and just keep going, <laughs> mate. <yeah>. Uh,
1: you <laughs> never know.
0: You can tell, Bas, he's, he's been fed off this Real Madrid result. You can just tell, can't you? Oh, All right, Frankie bringing it over to you. I mean, Jason there speaks about maybe taking one of these big guns on. I mean, what's your thoughts on it, Frank? Is it more of a learning process for these young players? This kind of competition.
2: Well, I think we're running out of learning time because these That's young true. players, if, yeah. we, if we continue to learn, then yeah. they're going to want to move away. So this I think this campaign would would give us an indication. As Jason said, or I think I think you said that this this season, if we do make a statement and get to the last four, it's a statement to the players as well mm. that come on, you know, stay with us. We, we can achieve big things and. And Another great point is you don't always have to be the best team to win it. It's not like a 38-game season. Um, Liverpool certainly weren't the best team in 05 and they won it. And you do need a bit of luck. And I think that if you look at the the context of how things have panned out European-wise this season, Real Madrid, they're not performing well. Um, They're not doing what they've done last season, certainly, and we've just beat them. Barcelona, they've been pretty good, to be fair, in in their respective league. They've done well, but are they the Barcelona of three, four years ago? I don't think they are. Um, Juventus, Juventus, they're not top of their own league, which is very abnormal for them. Uh, Napoli have sort of outperformed them so far. Still a great side, still experience. But again, are they as strong as the Juventus of a couple of years ago? And and, and looking at the English teams, I think there's no reason why we shouldn't be confident because some of these big clubs, Prime Munich have sacked their manager already. So, yeah. you know, that, that, that obviously isn't a good start if you sack your manager. So uh, I think we are catching these European clubs, the, the, the major European clubs. I agree. In the next phase, I'd like an easier team. But once the quarterfinal starts... Um, a nice glamour tie. I wouldn't mind seeing a Bayern or a Barcelona. And Again, the, I think that the luxury of us is if we play those sides, we won't be favourites, so the pressure won't necessarily be on us. Mm. Um, I think sometimes that works in our favour. Um, and we could surprise a few people. I mean, I'm not expecting to win it, but why not give it a good go? Um, we've already showed a great account of ourselves so far this season. Um, and if we continue to play as we did against Real Madrid and, and show the tactical nous that we've got in that, you know, switching... Tactics, formations, which you need in these big European games at a higher standard. I don't see why we can't have a run to that, to maybe the last four and and try and surprise a few people, including ourselves.
0: Yeah, I mean fingers crossed. Frank, sticking with you. Just looking at our injuries this season overall, we've I mean, had the likes of Hugo out, Vaughan, Rose, Toby, Dembele, Winks, Wanyama, Ali Lamella and Kane already. I mean, it's been like a series of casualties. To be honest with you, it, it's crazy. I mean, how do we balance, Frankie? I mean, Kane is going to want another golden boot this season. There is that kind of argument where you know he doesn't like always been taken off towards the you know towards the end of the game when he's on a brace. Can we try and keep the balance where we can keep him fit, but also let the guy get this goal, you know get another golden boot? Or is it just a case of managing him game by game? Do you think, Frank?
2: I think it's like all the key players. They all need to be managed, and mm. I think they're they're not idiots. These players they know their own bodies, and somebody like Harry Kane he'll know he's intelligent enough to know that he he's not a machine. He, he needs to be managed and to get the maximum from him. Uh, as you said, it's all about balance, but. You know, we, we've we done very well with the injuries. I think, you know, it has been a problem for us. It would be nice to have a complete, fully fit squad to to, to pick from, which we haven't had the luxury of. Um, and I, I think that's all down to the management, how they rotate the players and how they do it to a fet whereby we, it doesn't sort of see a drop in our performances or, or results. Um, it is about balance. But somebody like Kane, I think he's, you know, he's shrewd enough to know that, some games he, he maybe will have to miss out or or have to be taken off with, particularly when the, the fixtures hit. I think it's February when the Champions League starts again. Yep. We're still in the FA Cup. There's a lot of games to be played around that time. So, um, yeah, it's about balance. And I think that it, it has been a problem and, and hopefully it's something that won't, won't be a problem. I know the players are super fit under Poch, but I think we've just been very unlucky so far this season um, with the injuries. I don't, I don't think there's anything more to it than that. And, um uh, again, to win titles and win leagues and win Champions Leagues, you do need that element of luck. You've got to be good, but you need that element of luck. So hopefully, we can get that. And moving into the new year, if we do have a fully fit, fit squad, there's no reason why we can't attack these competitions and attack them positively and, and hope to win them. Um, why not? Another thing with, with Kane is, as well, you need um, Lorente to have game time as well. It, it's not just about keeping Kane fit. You've got to keep Lorente sharp because probably the one disappointment with Lorente is he's. I can't even remember him having a shot in the the games no. he's played yet. Yeah, but
0: we're not, Jace so also, he's, we've got he's offered say, no goal we're, for we're not, it, has we're, he? We're also James not really playing to his strengths. You know, I don't really see him getting many no. balls into the box for the guy to head to head amongst goals, and really for Swansea, that's what he was renowned for.
2: No, and you, and you would have hoped that with that Manchester United game, if if you've brought Lorente in and we all accepted, you know, it mm. probably was a better idea than Jensen, and yet he doesn't make the team for that Man United game. That just shows you it's not quite working. So he's got to get game time, and we've we've got to find a way to. To, to involve him a little bit more otherwise it will just become uh, you know somebody that's sitting on the bench and when he does come on for five or ten minutes here and there it's, it doesn't do him any good so you know Kane's also got to think of, of the overall squad as much as just himself
0: yeah like I mean, said the injuries that's one thing isn't it and Vash you mentioned it again you know earlier that similar to last season it seems to be a trend doesn't it Vash we've had so many injuries already I mean it's credit to Poch to having to manage these players the way he has to kind of get us in the position which he has done at the moment
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's unfortunate, isn't it? I don't think um, I find that when teams aren't doing well, um, you end up with a lot of injuries because I think a lot of players would rather be in the treatment room than on the pitch. But when when the team's doing well, everybody wants to play. Everyone wants to get out there. They don't. No one wants to lose their place. Um, and it's just been unfortunate. I mean, the uh, the injuries to Harry Winks and um, Harry just recently we just you didn't just you didn't see them coming did you no. so we've coped we've coped okay the squads, squad's in good shape Danny Rose is coming back now which is which is good um i think i hearing lamellas on the horizon soon hopefully so it's a good cross man <laughs> one day one yeah time. one day <laughs> so yeah we, he's done excellent to cope without it, it oh, just yes. he just plugs and plays doesn't he takes one player puts him there and they carry on and, and the job gets done so that's that's all we can hope for
0: It's funny Vass, but we, I think we have to do remember that I'm sure Poch does kind of have individual programmes for these players we look at someone like Dembele and for him with his hip problem which seems to have been ongoing since you know he joined the club it, it's so hard to see this guy complete 90 minutes but Vass, there must be somewhere at Spurs a structure for each of these players to have their own kind of individual plan I'm sure like I say it's not to the detriment of Spurs' coaching staff these injuries are occurring
1: no i think um i was touching on something that the boys mentioned earlier but mm. i think conditioning is is so key in pochettino's mind yeah. when he's prepping the squad for a long season and that's why he's prone to rotate sometimes he could like pick a, a start in 11 and, and we'll be sitting there thinking well, what why is he starting him why is he not playing so and so and it's all about conditioning. It's all about playing the players that are, are at the peak of their um, plan of, of, of optimum performance, and it's so critical. To a lot of science goes into it. He's he's surrounded by sports scientists and all that kind of stuff, and it's very very important to him. So um, I think that that that's critical for him.
0: Yeah, I agree, um, guys. I promise you, we're going to come on to Arsenal shortly. Jace, I have to talk about well touch upon the contract situation at Spurs at the moment. I mean, there's been hints dropped recently from Poch that contracts are again on the horizon. I think there's one big one that everybody is slightly concerned about, or the lack of progress on it, and that's Toby adevereld Jason, I'm going to assume you're going to tell me that's the most important one we need to get over the line if we can.
2: Yeah, I think Toby Toby ideally would be the one that you'd sort first, because he's the he's got the shortest time on it, hasn't he? So... Um... And it, it is a bit surprising it's dragged on because we know from from last year. I'm not so sure the dragging on is from Tottenham's side because you know they pushed and pushed for so many to sign those contracts last year. And, and you're right, Pochettino's already dropping hints that new contracts are coming, and yet Toby's Toby's people are still saying no, I haven't even seen an offer. And mm, yeah. I'm, I'm not so sure that can be true. I'm, I'm pretty certain Tottenham will have have had several conversations with him, and I think maybe Toby is maybe the one that I might worry about a little bit the, the next case of say a Danny Rose that is he waiting for for that offer from other clubs and does he does he see himself at an age where he thinks you know I, I don't want to be a, another near miss and maybe I'll, I'll just leave it till the end of the season and if, if everything goes well and we we have what a title or we've got a trophy and we're back in the Champions League next year then fine I can sign it then but if we're we yet again finish with with nothing to show for trophy wise, and we we end up finishing fifth. Then I'm pretty certain that Toby if they take the opportunity then maybe to to jump. So his, he's is definitely the important one. But obviously you're always you always want Kane and Ali to be uh, to be sorted quickly as well and, and get them onto that next level. I mean, Ali at 50 grand a week is is ridiculous. So he's <laughs> it's, it's only what half of what what Luke Shaw's earning, yeah, <laughs> that, that sums it I mean, up, doesn't it? It's, it's crazy. It? Yeah. It's, it's less than half, isn't it? It's less than half. <laughs> it's about 40% of Luke Shaw. Or so, you know, that's that's an important one as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, bringing it over to you, Frank, we're going to touch on Arsenal in a second, I promise, guys. I mean, Frank, you look at what's going on over there with their contract situation in comparison to Spurs, it is like chalk and cheese. But, Frank, I mean, you, we have to bear in mind that it looks like for Rose and for Aldeweire, they seem to be saying, you know, the next contract I sign is the big one. And we are seeing the hesitancy. How important is it, Frank, that we do get these players tied down? I mean, can we afford to lose someone like Adavira? and he seems absolutely key to Spurs.
2: No, we can't. Um, I mean, fortunately, I believe Kane and Ali... um, I don't think they'll have any problem with signing. From what I hear as well, a lot of the players, particularly the attacking players, are on mm. very highly incentivised contracts. Yeah. So Kane earns it. a lot more money mm. than you think. Yeah, the bonus yeah, structure. So. Bonus structure, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I also think that Deli Alli's not silly. His football's gone extremely well since he's been here. And, and the younger sort of players, I can't see leaving for at least a few years. Toby Alderweireld is is massive. I mean, as good as Jan tongan has been this season, he's been a, probably our best player. Yeah. I think Toby, as an all-rounder, probably eclipses him very slightly. Um. But he's key to everything we do, Toby. And, and, you know, we've got to tie him down. I don't know why we've let this situation come up. I'm not sure why this wasn't eradicated last season. Maybe it was the player, as you have mentioned. But him and Danny Rose, they've got real no allegiances to Spurs. I mean, Danny Rose is from the north of England. I Mm. think if Man City would snap our arm off for both of those guys, Mm. Um, I think Danny Rose, (laughs) Manchester United looking for a left-back. Mourinho's come out and said he's a fan, that's a bit of a an issue there. But Toby, I, I think that Manchester City would throw money at him. I think he's better than what they've got. Um, I really do. And he'd walk into their team. So we've we've got to sort it out. Um Whatever happens, however he does it, Daniel Levy's got to offer him something that makes him want to stay. What is he now, 28? 28,
0: 28, yeah. 28 years old. It's his next big 28 years old.
2: Yeah, it's his next big contract, I think, for the next four years. He'll probably, you know, he'll probably see his peak as well for a centre-back. So, yeah, it. Uh, it, will, it will be worth the money, um, certainly.
0: You confident, Frank? Can we get it done, do you think?
2: I'm confident. Um, I, I think he likes his football at Spurs. But again, I mean, some of these contracts that these players are on, like anyone, in any walk of life, in any job, you look around and see what the people doing the same job as you, um, in some cases not as good, are earning over double, mm. y- your head's going to turn. It's just human nature. And-, and why not? I mean, these players deserve their, you know, the money that they earn more so than some of the other players who are earning more money. Luke Shaw on thousand pounds a week is ridiculous. He's played, what, one game in the last six months? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And and you know if you're Toby or viral, you'll be looking and thinking, hang about. Well, if he's worth that, what am I worth? So, yeah, we've got we've got to get him tied down. He's he, to me, he's key. Regardless of who we sign, regardless of Sanchez coming through and being 21, to me it doesn't matter. He's got to be pinned down, um, or it'll be a huge loss.
0: Do you think Vass coming up to you? Do you think the issue we've got is that when we're reviewing someone like Toby's? About you know looking at his contract, do you think the argument is that you know we after then look at Kane, you have to look at, at Allis. It's more of a case that if you upgrade one, then it means you have to kind of consider the others around him. Do you think that's the problem as well with Spurs? Is it like a crossroads but, they're coming to all these contracts, the big guys?
1: There is an element of that domino effect. Mm. Um, I think the contracts at Tottenham are heavily uh, incentivised, and I don't think the gap in wages is as high as being reported. I think. As well, the problem is there's no register, there's no there's no benchmark to go to and see exactly what a player is earning at any other club. We just go off what's being reported or course, what's yep. uh, sort of out there, and quite frankly, we, we don't really know what's going on. We don't even know how much Harry Kane's on, <laughs> or Delhi Alley. Is he really on fifty grand? Well, especially, I mean, especially
0: if, they're being incentivised as well. We don't know, do we? In terms of the well, yeah, I mean, up.
1: if. if if Alley was only on fifty grand a week, the first thing he'd do is sack his agent. <laughs> no, Actually, you're right. he has. He's super agent. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, but there
1: you go. I mean, I, I, I yeah. don't know how Who much we can, we can we can put into the, all this uh, rumours about contracts and everything mm-hmm. else. But uh, sorry, I'm. There's. I'm going to harp on to Gillian Balagay's book again. No, I different. know you guys had him on as yeah, well. We yeah, yeah. And and uh, he said oh. that. Um, about players wanting to be part of something special mm. and i think there's something about that at white Hart lane not white Hart lane that spurs at the moment and whilst money is important i don't know how much it is the be all and end all for those players for whom it is important if for example danny rose is one of those players given his interview mm, yeah. then yeah he'll his head will get turned and and he'll move on and he'll go but Generally, I think if you keep the squad happy, if they're playing winning football, and um, if uh, the odd trophy starts um, appearing over the horizon, I think that outweighs everything. But in as far as Toby's go- goes, I-, I fully appreciate uh, his position. Given that he's twenty-eight, he's probably going to be his last big contract. But I'm pretty sure Spurs will look after him. Yeah, So I'm hopeful. Yeah. yeah, he deserves it, doesn't he? Oh, he does. Yeah, he does. Oh, he absolutely. Does. Yeah, there's no yeah, like
0: yeah, i tell it then. Well, let's bring in the chat about Arsenal because um, we are running very, very much out of time. Jace, let's bring it round to you then. The talk of Danny Rose. He's returned from injury. Fingers crossed Lamela, Yama, Hugo and Toby also returning soon. Jase, I think the question is, what is our strongest side and the system going into this one? What's your thoughts on that?
2: It's really strange, isn't it? Because I like Sonny in the side. Mm. Um, and the only way you can get Sonny in the side is to put him alongside uh, Eriksen and Ali and Kane. And so that that means you've you've got to then switch to four at the back. I think there's there's times when when we played Liverpool and Madrid and, and sides like that that give us space and they come at us, I think that, that back three system works really well. But some of the other games I look at and I think get get that one extra attacking player on the field because you know, who, who are West Brom gonna be more worried about as an attacking player? Ben Davis coming at wing back or who Min Song in alongside Ali, that that gives Ali a little bit more space as well. So, I I think we'll we'll still go with three at the back uh, at the Emirates, that's for sure. But I, I I'm still a fan of of like I say four two three one against some of those smaller sides uh, at Wembley, that's for sure. And already. I'd actually, pre- I think Ben Davis plays on on you Saturday. Do. I think it's probably still a little, yeah. He's I think Davies, it's probably still, still, a, little he's too still early. a little bit off and He's still a bit off. Yeah, confidence. it's still a little bit. And let's be fair, Ben Davis hasn't put a foot wrong, and he's been creating chances, and he's he's got a couple of goals and things. So there's no reason to panic. I think there, he's the I most think... improved player I've seen at Spurs in years. I, 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 yeah, I, did, I, I couldn't stand him a couple of seasons ago, but <laughs> he's really improved. No, I, I, I credit to him, he's been brilliant. You're right.
1: Yeah, he will go
2: Trippier as well. I think Trippier goes on the other side because you just fear that Aurier still, you know, there's certainly signs a bit of rashness and diving in and that. You certainly don't want that at the Emirates. So um, I think, you know, Trippier and, and Davis start and it's back to three at the back and probably Sonny's on the bench.
0: Frankie, let's but, bring him in. Do you in. Do you agree with that, Frank? Would you not have Orion and Rose? Yeah, I mean, some may argue. No, I let's put the fear up them. Let's go attacking. You know, because I think, Frankie, let's be honest. Defensively, they don't look great. I mean, they do look like they've got flaws in there. Do you think that's somewhere a situation in the fullbacks we can expose them?
2: Potentially. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, the fullback situation is quite difficult because Kalashian actually I think, is a good player, and I think they'll go three at the back, and they'll try and you know they'll try and push him up further up the field, and I think with Trippier, as good as he is on the ball he's improved a lot without the ball I think playing a Kalashanass type you need if you were to sort of make a prototype of a right back to marking it would be more Anoria a bit more athletic a bit more physical however his rashness at the moment it hasn't you know he's not been at his best I think he's got a lot more to give but as things stand I think he'll go three at the back um, I think he'll go Dyer Sanchez for Tongan I think you will be Davies and Trippier uh, in the middle I think if fit It'll be then Billy and Winks and then the front three of Ali, Erickson Kane. I think that's what he'll go with. Mm. Um, I think it's a good side. If you remember, I went to the game last season at the Emirates and Kevin Wimmer scored the own goal. Yeah. Um, and he and put in a terrible performance. And Carrie and Kane came on at half-time because he was out injured. So you'd have to say, going into the game, we're in better shape than we were last season. Mm. Um, I think certainly in the middle of the park they can be got at. I think Xhaka and Ramsey without the ball um, are not all that. I think they could be exposed. Um, so, yeah, I think he'll go with a three-four-three. Uh, 4 I think t- for this particular game against Arsenal, I think we should go for the win. Um, I don't think Arsenal will been that great this season. And uh, I don't think we've actually won there in the league for a while. Have we? Lots of draws. No, no,
0: no. I mean, what's the attitude, Frank? Because they seem to think that we're going to this confident. I mean, I don't go into any Spurs-Arsenal game confident. I've got to be honest with you. But they seem to think that Spurs were going there ultra confident. I mean, listen, the game itself for them, they haven't beaten us, I think someone said, it, in about five years, especially under Potter apart from the League Cup. So, is it a game... Frankie, we do it go there to win it go rather to than go there.
2: to win it. We go there to win it. We go there to win it. I think we, we set a statement. I think it's a winnable game. Mm. Um, I think that Arsenal are not particularly a team that can hurt us frighteningly on the counter-attack. So if we do push on, I don't think we can be exposed to, to the full extent. Um, you know, we're not playing, let's be honest, we're not playing the most informing, confident team. And also, no. mm. their stadium, if we get a good start early on, their fans turn so quickly do, yeah. uh, at the moment they're so frustrating. And I think so I think a fast start we've got to get, get out the traps flying um, first 20 minutes is key um, obviously get the crowd to get on top of them and become frustrated and I think we, we this could be the year that we, we go there and win for the first time in, in a while oh, um, yeah, I'm pretty confident I mean yeah, yeah. I understand what you're saying it's an awful London derby but I don't see why the players shouldn't be confident with a you know, the, the couple of results we've had particularly in the Jig game if we can go there and get a result and beat them at home, why can we not go to the Emirates against, you know, let's be honest, not a great Arsenal side. A few players in there are suspects suspect and, and go and get the three points.
0: I agree. I mean, Vass bringing you in, I talk about attitude there. Vass, has always done well about getting his players up for these kind of games. I mean, he's got a great record in this fixture overall in terms of, you know, getting a... Us- a result one way or another whether it's a win or getting a decent result over there what's the attitude for this fast and we'll ask the same question you asked to Frankie do we go there looking to win the game or do we just take that point
1: no I fully expect uh, the team to be set up to to go and win it
0: Um, and that's regardless fast from your perspective whoever they field you don't really mind in terms of if Ozil you know Lacazette and Sanchez are out there
1: no I think our defence can it's been performing well past the season and a bit. You know, best defensive records and all that. I think we can handle it. Obviously, we'll miss Toby, but Dyer will just slot back into a three there. The only question defensively is Hugo. We yeah, don't know so. whether he's going the to the be free So,
0: What I know, Vas, from what I can see at the moment, is the only two massive, massive doubts are Toby and Hugo. I mean, they're probably the two that you dread the most, but those yeah. are the only two at the moment that are touch and go. We may know more in Pochettino's press conference on Friday. Um, right, so, yeah, but right. those are the main so, at the moment, I think, at
1: the moment. Yeah, so keep, keeper is an issue, clearly. But, um, it's a massive issue. It yeah. is. It is. And yeah. I think what we've got to do is win the middle of the park, and I think we can do. Yeah. Uh, that's where the game will be won for me. Uh, interestingly enough, we had the same debate about the fullbacks on the uh, Hotspur America pod mm. yesterday. Yeah. Um, what, what some of us felt that, you know, Trippier and Davies to, to keep us a bit more solid defensively. Others felt that Aurea and Rose to really exploit that Arsenal back line. So I think either way, uh, uh, argument, whatever happens, yeah, provide, yeah, it is. I think that their defence can get got at. Um, and they, they're not really sort of pulling up many trees defensively. So I think if we win the, win the game in the midfield and get at that defence, then I think we'll, we'll be OK. But um Again, North London derby is always difficult to call. But we definitely got to go there and looking to win it.
0: Yeah. Jace, last word over to you on this one. Massive game. I'm sure both teams will want to win it. Can we go there and win it, Jase?
2: Win it, I think we can do. That's for sure. Uh, there's not a lot that frightens me about them. Hopefully, Ozil plays because he, he does nothing really, does he? Just flicks <laughs> it around and, and that will help us. And, and then, you know... Ozil's tended to play off there right so you don't necessarily need the pace then of Rose it's not like somebody's going to be trying to bomb past him Lacazette scored goals for them but he hasn't hasn't exactly been uh, the, the success because they've left him out of a couple of the big games already haven't they Lacazette bizarre. you've got to say Wenger pay, has
0: made some very pay $55 million yeah, and he bizarre. leaves bizarre. Him out of big games bizarre. Bizarre. I mean, there th- always seems to be one doesn't there Jay so with Wenger there always seems to be one very very bizarre decision he makes on these big games I mean listen fingers crossed he does I mean, but I don't know if he would risk the wrath of the Arsenal fans on this one I, I do expect to see all three of their big guns out for this one in terms well, of I think final...
2: Lacazette will because isn't Giroud Giroud's a bit I think of a
0: Giroud's doubt for them doubt, isn't he I think. I think
2: I think Wellbeck's back in the squad, yeah. so they might even end up having Sanchez down the middle or maybe Sanchez Wellbeck or whatever. But no, I, I I think we can go there. I am really confident this year that it it's time to go there. It's what one winning twenty four years there yeah. or something like that. And and we haven't won there for since Eunice Cabal, have we? So no. it's no, it's definitely no. time to like time long, to right, end actually. that and we've we've had a couple of painful five twos there in the in the meantime. So yeah, it's it's time to go there and win. We've been the better side for for, I think, certainly two of the last three years and not, not got ourselves across the line. So, uh, it's, it's time to sort it. And I, I think we will. I, I feel like we'll go there and 2-0 win for us. I'm just going to say it's a great point you made about the full-backs. Because, again, as, as steady and brilliant as Davis and Trippier have both been. They've contributed attacking-wise as well. They've both had a lot of assists to their name. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Danny Rose against Bellerin would probably have more joy. Um He's obviously a pacey player. He, he likes to get down the byline a lot more. So that'll be interesting. You'll see what president uh, President he's trying to set, Potch, from his mm-hmm. starting 11 by the full-backs he picks. And I think that'll be a key indicator as to how we're going to line up and, and attack the game. Because if we go with the Aurea and Rose combination, he's going for it. And he's going to get get at them down wide, lots of pace, and, and stick it on them. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. And, um, yeah, I'm confident.
0: Can you give us a prediction, Sean, Frank? Can you stick your neck out for us? What do you think?
2: I would say usually. I mean, I got it called it last year, score did draw, you... and usually it is a score draw. Hmm. I, I did. I said it would be one or two last year, and I was correct. But this year, I'm going to go for two-one Spurs. I okay, think they'll score. Um,
1: but yeah.
0: Okay, fingers crossed. You're right, Frank. Again, fingers crossed. Vas, bringing it over to you. Can you give us a prediction for this one?
1: I'm on the wrong pod, aren't I? Oh. All this all this confidence, <laughs> all this, all this Spurs positivity. Fans being What's confident. going on? What's all that about? <laughs> don't honestly, it's always the way. Matt. It's always the way. <laughs> it's gonna bite us in the arse, isn't it? I don't, I
0: don't,
1: honestly. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know, mate. I, I, will just hang it out there then and say three-one Spurs. <laughs> three-one
0: Spurs. God, we are going crazy. Free first. We are Spurs. totally. Jace, I wanna bring it over to you very quickly before we wrap up. You mentioned all the time, Jace, about Gamecraft, if Orier does start, how important is his discipline for this game? Because we've seen against West Ham and even Real Madrid away that he does seem to have a tendency to I mean let maybe let's say exert himself in the wrong situation. Is that a massive thing? Because under Potts, Jace, you've got to say the, the the record in terms of discipline it's fairly decent.
2: Well, he, he's got to. He, hmm. he simply has to keep his head, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, you know, he, he even dived in once last week, didn't he, when on Zaha, didn't he, if I remember rightly?
0: Yeah.
2: Where he mm. just thought, why that's why are you going to ground so early? I still and, think there's
0: definitely and a and player the in problem. It, I mean, there's still definitely a player in there. Yeah, it? I think... It's going to
2: take time. I think he's, he's just going to need a hell of a lot of adaptation to the Premier League. And I hmm. think he also needs to get himself fully, fully fit because yeah. I think he's he's looked OK going forward, but he's, he's not always been quick to get back. And you've seen Sissoko after. Drop and cover him quite a few times, and I think that the other slight disappointment I've seen from Aurier is having got forward, he hasn't actually delivered that much quality into the box, has he? Apart from the the ball in Madrid, I can't think of one really good cross that he's put in there, and and that's the difference with with Trippier and Davis. Whilst they haven't got that pace, the, their delivery has been so much better. Seconds a minute, but um, yeah. yeah, and so, but we, no, we, you can't afford anyone diving in. And, and doing something stupid there. I mean, we, we had it, didn't we, with Addy Bayor four love, or five years yeah, ago yeah. when he charged. That was about 20 minutes in, wasn't it? And <laughs> you just can't do that. Yeah. But, you know, the, the clever thing is, is, is by gamecraft. it's not just not doing it yourself, it's to sucker, it's to suck Zaka into doing something stupid, like we got with um, got Was it Coquelin got sent off a couple yeah, of years ago? Yeah, he got sent go off. Yeah, did. It. Yeah, he did. And yeah. so it, it's, it's so also well, sucking game. them into it. And Jack is the type of bloke that, that uh, maybe a Delhi alley can, can suck him into something can, and you get them down to 10 men as well. So I don't I don't like cheating like that, but no, no, I, I, so. I, I, I make an exception there. I don't mind anyone cheating there. <laughs> I
0: against against no, no
2: problem with that. Oh, okay. No, no problem. If, if Kane <laughs> scores with his hand and he's two yards offside, I don't
0: care. <laughs> In fact, You're I
2: enjoy right? that even more. Yeah, you
0: go. You it it's even first. more then. Jase, don't care. Jase, don't care. Frankie, no, so, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Frank, it's been such a pleasure having you on. I hope Frank will get you back on the future at some point.
2: Yeah, my pleasure. It's been great to be on, guys. I oh. uh, really enjoyed it.
0: You're Cheers. a top man. Thank you so much, Vass. Thanks for coming back on, as always. Always a pleasure, Vass.
1: No, no problem. My pleasure, Rick. It's been really good. Oh. Enjoyed it totally.
0: You're a top man, and Jace, we're going to be back, aren't we, on Tuesday reviewing this game? So fingers crossed, Jace, um Your prediction will come true.
2: I hope we're in a happy mood, mate. I, I hope really we're in a happy do. mood, well, guys. As I hope always. We do.
0: Yes, agree, guys. As always, a massive, massive game, North London derby this Saturday. Let's hope we're talking about a Tottenham win next week. And as always, come on, you Spurs! Is Gascoigne going to have a crack. He is, you know. Oh, he's there! Brilliant! That is schoolboy's own stuff. Sports, social, podcast network.